Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. While you're in sunny Florida, be sure to visit... Orlando! Enter into a world of epic adventure. Hello and welcome to Warlando. This is your host Adam, and the co-host with us are Nicholas. Hello. And Mark. What's going on, everyone? Here we are, a new episode of Warlando. It has been a long time since we've done this. It 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 has. It feels like forever, but only a moment ago. I don't think time has any meaning anymore. <laughs> time is meaningless. Uh, yep. It was uh March was the last time I'm pretty sure that we did this. Wow. That feels yeah. like uh like seven years ago. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Seven years ago and just yesterday. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. all time, in one. Time is totally meaningless. Uh, I know. Yeah, it's been so crazy. I I think that a lot of things happened that kind of had us just kind of shut down. There were, I mean, the because of COVID, because we we're everybody's worried about the coronavirus. We stopped for the most part. We stopped playing games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Games Workshop stopped putting out products. Yeah. And so we just ran out of stuff to talk about because these are the things we talk about. Yeah, right. That's true. But we're back now, and GW's back, like putting out stuff in a hurry. All this stuff they've had planned is now finally coming out, and there's a lot of really cool stuff that's happening. Luminous Realm Lords. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, like a couple armies have come out yeah. since then. Luminous Realm Lords, the uh, Sons of Behemoth or Bayamat. I like saying Bayamat, but it's probably Behemoth, like Behemoth. Yeah. What do you guys say? You, you know what? I say you do you, Adam, and you say it the way you want to. Well, on paper, it looks like Bayamat to me. Behemoth? Ba- well. <laughs> <laughs> well but I, what you meant, Adam, was Behemoth, right? Behemoth. That's what you meant. Behemoth? It's probably Behemoth. Sons of Behemoth. Because it's like Behemoth is this right. uh, this godlike giant from the age of myth in the Warhammer canon, and he was um, a rival of Gorkamorka, and I think it was Sigmar himself that took down Behemoth. Bay yeah, Behemoth. <laughs> uh, Let's just call him Bay. Bay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think it was Sigmar that took him down. And wasn't that after some corruption by uh, Archeon? Oh, yeah. Didn't Archeon fight him, too? Or was it Archeon that took him down? No, no. I I think it was something about Archeon, like, corrupting him. And then, like, Sigmar stepped in and and basically slew him. Like, yeah. Like, maybe Sigmar didn't have such a big problem with him until it looked like Archeon might recruit him. Yeah, something like that. I'm going to have to revisit uh, the whole that whole series yeah so yeah we read it like five months ago right <laughs> you know what <laughs> this week has been the longest year ever yes <laughs> the um luminous realm lords mm-hmm. those yep. um scare me <laughs> 
I, I don't have any armies that do well against shooting, and they've got what's supposed to be potentially the most devastating shooting army in the game. So you tell me the bows. What what was it about the bows that were so? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I would say they probably have one of the 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 worst, or the pro- probably one of the most devastating shooting. Um, yeah, I think there's a there, there there there's a few like pretty close, kind of like you don't want to face any of these in shooting. But I think what makes them really scary is. Um, they have two profiles for shooting. It's 18 inches or 30 inches. Mm-hmm. 18 inches, I think you can hit easier or wound easier. And um, and then the 30-inch one, it's not as easy to you know hit and wound. And but the the big deal is they don't have um, line of like they don't need line of sight. Yeah, you can't hide so anybody. You can't hide. They're gonna get. They're gonna. They're gonna be able to shoot you within thirty inches wherever you are. That is crazy. Yeah. So you can't like you know, if you have an aggressive army, you can't deploy aggressively and and hide behind you know some terrain and think, oh, I can take a volley, you know. Right. Or I can take a turn while they try to move in position, and I'll be fine anyway. Like, no, you're gonna take a volley that first round. Um, you have a thirty-inch range. There's you have to deploy all the way on the back of the table. And if you're an army that needs to get across the table in a hurry, you might as well just deploy right on the close edge because you're going to, you're going to take a volley. Like you said, you're going to take a volley no matter what you do. Right. And it's not necessarily the, to hit to wound. That's so devastating about it. Although like if they get buffed up, you know, they're going to hit quite a bit, but cause I don't think they do like, any rend or if they do it's like minus one um the big deal is that on a six up they do mortal wounds and then every unit is a wizard and so their spell if they get it off turns their six up to a five up then like the cardron overlords where you know cardron overlords have the the ether gold yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the Lumineth Realm Lords, their units have what they call Ether Quartz, which are this like it's this you know currency you can spend, and then you know you know pick from a pick from a series of things to do, and uh, you can choose to like re-roll hits. So you just line up your archers, you go for the five up. To get mortal wounds, if you miss, you spend the ether. I mean, you decide that beforehand. So you spend it, then you re-roll all the hits that didn't get five up, and see how many more five ups you can get. And you just rain mortal wound shots down on whoever you want. So for armies that have good armor, they'll just tear through it. Yeah, five up wounds. Like most of the time, if you got really good armor, you don't, you don't normally have an after a mortal wound save as well. So that's yeah, really so ugly. Those, so those can be, yeah. So you know, like for against fire slayers, who I think can, I think they can buff up to like a four up save, or not not a save, but like a four up negate wounds, and uh, uh, like like mortal wounds. I think those guys will survive. I think your buffed up witches will probably do pretty well because they get a five up shrug 
right? Yeah, well, you have to, if you have that one particular War Scroll Battalion, uh, or the one temple, Hagnar Temple, you, you, uh, you get a five up, but only if you're within so many inches of that, of your general. Yeah. So if you spread out at all, you're not going to get the five up, you're stuck with the six up. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And still, like, with that amount of shooting, you, you just, 30-inch range, you don't, you don't spread it out, you put it all on that person that's given that buff. Mm. You know, you put it yeah. on the general and just take, delete the general turn one, and that's when the daughters of Cain start to crumble. Once okay. that general's gone, right? That yeah, pulls them together. Yeah, so they'll just so some people run like sixty of these archers, so you got sixty shots just like <sighs> raining down, <laughs> and then you get to re-roll all the misses, and then you know, like just point and click it something and so i i I think they're you know i I think people that get the the five up or the four up shrugs are going to do okay um like you know trolls great i think you know like like a troll army i think would do all right Mm -hmm. um speaking of trolls there was a a war scroll battalion uh troll army in the last white dwarf i don't know if you got a chance to see that yep yeah i saw they uh they released um I think over the five to seven months, they've released two um, Gloom Spike Gits armies in the White Dwarf. One of them was a Squig, like a oh, yeah, Squig, Squig Herd Allegiance. Squig Palooza. Yeah. Yep. And then the other one was the uh, Trollapalooza or Trollapalooza. Yeah. <laughs> um, the awesome. big deal is it takes that shrine, the. Um, Loon. Yeah, the Loon shrine. shrine. Yeah. And it uh, says that you can bring back the squig units on a four up half strength. Or you can bring you can bring back your trogs on a four up half strength. Oh wow. Yeah, that's big. That's that's almost as good as the orc one. You can bring back on a four up you full strength. Right. Um except this is a terrain piece and you can't you can't kill my war chanter to right. take that away. Right, that's a good point. Yeah, you yeah. Can get rid of the and, that, and the loon shrine is like it's a great little piece to kind of like block any sort of you know like it's a good haven, it's a good safe haven. You can put your heroes behind it. Um, it's got a twelve inch radius, no battle shock buff, so you can just like stack a bunch of your guys right there in the middle. And kind of create somewhat of a of a blockade, um, you know, depending on what battle plan, you know. Yeah. And just keep you know keep people from from trying to trying to get your stuff. So. Um, I, I have such yeah. So there's well, I have such terrain are, envy. None, none of the armies I like to play have any kind of like army specific terrain. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't give uh, the big wall. A terrain piece of some kind. Yeah, that um, would have been nice. Yeah, because they released a terrain piece for the Fire Slayers, so they kind of went right. back when they came. You know, they went back and said, "Hey, here's some some endless spells and and uh, or endless prayers, whatever." And yeah. uh, and then here's that you know Warforge thing. But uh, the big wall, yeah, I'm surprised. I would have thought like some sort of Gorka Morka statue or something. Yeah, just something yeah. like that, which there may or not. Have you guys read any of the um, 
the short stories that are coming out for the Broken Realm stuff? No. I haven't yet. No. The I mean, they're just little, like, one-page short stories um, talking about what's going on story-wise in the, in the Mortal Realms coming up to this breaking Broken Realms uh, plot line. But the first one that came out uh, is a story of two orcs in a duel, and the one guy, uh, the one orc, spoiler, the one orc loses the duel, and he... He thinks he's going to die, but he wakes up and there's a shaman over him and the shaman paints, you know, puts blue paint on his face and says, uh, the time has come. He is coming. And that's how uh, it ends. So that's why everybody thinks like, uh, a Gorka Morka model is going to come or something. It sounds, that's what it made it sound like. If he's, if there's not a model coming, then there's some other kind of like big orc deal on the horizon. That's oh, wow. cool. Yep. Uh, Are they going to blow up this earth at the end? Is it is it like going to blow up the mortal realms at the end? Yeah, this is, is the, like this is the new end times. <laughs> so this could be fragmented even more. <laughs> How many people are just going to flip their tables if that happens? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> what age? What is it going to be called now? Uh, <laughs> they're going to go back to the the old world. It's oh, just, there we go. Yeah. So this this is going to put it all back together. Yep. <laughs> All the realms are going to reform. God damn it. If they did that to us again. <laughs> God you mean we're damn going it. Square bases. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, see that one? <laughs> oh, my God. Is that what they need? They're just like their bottom line is just sell more bases. We got to yeah, sell more bases. It's <laughs> Forget selling models. We got to sell all these bases. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say if that was the case, I'd you know I'd do the whole like I bite my thumb at you, GW. But I don't have a thumb after <laughs> converting to circle bases. <laughs> I know what how is- many times did each of us cut ourselves doing that? Oh man! Uh, <laughs> I know I got it one good cut doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. spilled lots of blood doing my corn army. So <laughs> yeah, there's, there's just no good way to get in there. You got to like get the blade underneath there to separate them from that square base, so you can glue them to the round base. God yeah. damn it! <laughs> I'm like years of you know people telling me like never cut towards yourself, and I'm like, well, how else am I supposed to do ah, this? There's no good way to get leverage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're cutting right at your eye. Do you know what I mean? You're just yeah. you're just balancing it it's with just just, just a thumb. <laughs> Sister, two of them. Thumbs Come on, supposed to be get all over it. Well, scars and callus. If you anyway. get anything from this podcast, I have a I have a little trick. I just put duct tape around my thumb now. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good trick. Yeah, and, I was considering ordering off of Amazon one of those butcher's chainmail gloves. Oh, <laughs> that's a good idea a too. Yeah, the, yeah, those gloves are so cool. Uh, <laughs> Or like a thimble. You need a thimble for yeah, your thumb. Yeah, come on. Yeah, thimble's been around forever. Yes. You need a kiss. I, I, I would need thimble, thimbles on all my fingers then. And, I, and the thimble sizes, they're they are fairly dainty, aren't they usually? Yeah. Put that over your thumb. Because they're, yeah, they're for your pinky or something, aren't they? Or well, I think they're for index. your index finger. Oh, so you hold okay. the fabric and you're pushing the pin through the mm. fabric towards your finger. Ooh, maybe that's like if we came out with these like styled thimbles but like you know like war thimbles yeah they were like like helms yeah well i've been thumb helms i've been trying to agree on it yeah (laughs) i think i figured out what we're gonna call it thumb helms 
Thumb up. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is our claim to fame. You heard it here first, people. This is how yeah, we make our fortune. I love it. No what, more cut fingers. What are they no. called, Nicholas? Thumb helms. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. We're doing this. I like it. <laughs> well, I've been thinking about, because I got the 3D printer, I've been thinking about how do I profit off of this? I'm going to start printing some thumb helms. Do it. Do yeah. some prototypes. Do some prototypes. Yeah. yeah. So, Broken Realms, that's the big thing on the horizon. So, if you're listening awesome. to this and you haven't heard and, about it. Well, and, 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 and where did you read these stories, these little one-page? Uh, Warhammer one page. Community. The community page is on. Okay, very yeah. good. And they actually wanted you to register for it. Yeah. So, like, you register, you, you just enter your email and say, yes, okay. I want these short stories sent to me. So they're not going to be in the regular Warhammer community. They're going to be sent, like, directly to people. Uh, because right in your mailbox. Yeah, or there's there's probably a link where you can go to brokenrealms.com or something. Oh, that's awesome. All right, very good. Cool. Yeah, fun little short stories that are supposed to just be laying the groundwork for whatever is happening in this new era. You know, we're past the end of the Soul Wars, and now we're going into the Broken Realms. Oh, uh, man, I love it. I love it. Do you remember when we were bitching that there was no, nothing, like no concept of what this world was all about? I know. <laughs> that's when we started out. We started out like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're like, where the hell are we? What is this even? <laughs> you know. Yeah, now they're... They're really fleshing it out. <laughs> Finally, they're fleshing it out. Yeah. That's uh, good stuff. They're, they're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. I gotta say. I'm enjoying it. Me, oh, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they got a good, good team on that. So a little while yeah. ago, mm-hmm. uh, they posted a, a tournament, um, a meta list. I know, I, Nicholas, I know you and I were talking about it briefly. Mark, did you get to see that yeah. meta list that was shared? No. What, what 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 did it consist of? So it's a list of based on tournament outcomes. What were the strongest okay. armies? Oh, okay. Yeah. So right on top, carriage and overlords. What? Yep. Over the past year, they've yeah, been the here. They've been and the I number ain't one. Got nobody to play him with. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, I will say. I will say this. I played some tabletop simulator. You know, Gabe has uh, from Space Force Group. He was getting into Lumineth Realm Lords. And I was like, hey, let's play. So I, I thought to myself, I got to I got to get in quick. I got to make it a like a I got to make it a quick, basically like a drive by just, you know, and then get out of there. I made a list that was a one drop. No, two drop list. It was uh, two battalions, so I got the two drops, and that consisted of everything. So it was a, you know, like I, I, I spent a bit to get the two battalions, right? So it mm-hmm. wasn't probably like a tournament winning army, but um, it gave me two drops, so that if I win the roll off and I get to deploy first, you know, nobody really is getting one drop armies these days. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, I go first. I can somewhat do an alpha strike. Try to get in there and kill what I have to. What was what was uh, he playing? He was playing Lumineth Realm Lords. Okay. And uh, so he was playing Techless and like thirty archers and thirty spears and uh, some of the stone guy stone guard and some of the cavalry that they have. So yeah, so I, I was playing like an ironclad 
which is the big ship. It had like two frigates in there. So it was the two medium-sized ships. A couple of the balloon guys, you know, some heroes and, and, and you know, a couple small 10-man units of the, of, the, uh, of the Arconauts. So really it was just get the ships in there and see how much I can shoot around. But and it, it, it went really well. Like the new KO book has done this army well because the, it utilizes the boats like really well. And you get to fly in. You get to, it's, it's really versatile in how you can move. And those battalions really help now, too, uh, with, with some of the functionality and, you know, garrisoning your guys and then getting them out and all that good stuff. So, anyway, uh, so I beat them. So I, I won the game against the Lumineth Realm Lords. Um, but I don't think it's like a, I'll, I would win every game. But I think yeah. the KO is a is a Lumineth weak like is is Lumineth's weak spot mm-hmm. because I mean, you can get ships in and you can shoot a lot and you can try and take out and they're a little squishy. You know they're not going to stick around for too long. Right, you got to get them right away, or you or you got to weather a lot of hits yourself. And you're saying they can't. Yeah, because I mean I I think Heckless gives like a like a shrug to everyone. So everybody's like get, gets like a six, a six up or a five up shrug because of Teclas. So I tried to get in and take out Teclas fast. Were you and, able to? And Teclas is like a, he's a spellcaster too. So he's like a, he's like a croak, you know, like the Seraphon guy. Who's, you should be because he's know, an actual, like, like he's one of the demigods of the game. You yeah. Know, story wise. Right. So he casts a lot of spells, but he's also this giant monster. So yeah. you don't want to get in there and fight him. Um, you want to shoot him. He should be and like he should be on a par with Nagash. I think he's better than Nagash at the moment because I think he's stronger than Nagash at the moment. Because Nagash hasn't really been getting a lot of love. And so I think I bet you he's probably would beat Nagash in a fight. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see that fight. We need to do a uh Orlando Dome. Ooh, and Sigmar Dome. Yeah, we do. Sigmar Dome. Yeah, totally. Pit these guys um, against one another, see what they're made of. Yeah, and when we had that idea a while back, we were kind of stretching for matchups, but I think right now we'd have quite a quite a bit of good matchups to go off of. Yes, absolutely. There's so, there's so many like I, I like that thing that GW did where they had their brackets. They did like their final four, kind of yeah. their final sixteen battles uh-huh. they were doing i wish they'd just done it like we were talking about like doing an actual like battle report instead of right. just saying this guy fights this guy this guy wins and this guy yeah. fights this guy yeah i would love to see that particularly with uh, I'm, I'm brain farting what is the name of the dwarf that's unkillable gotrick gotrick or gotrick yeah. you know depends on which side of the pound you're on uh yeah right uh yeah i was trying to forget about him but <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, he would be fun, especially seeing him in that uh, giant arena you built. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I haven't done any work on it lately, but I've definitely got enough that yeah, there's a sizable arena that we can put on the table that will look pretty good on camera. So awesome, it'd be fun. How's the uh, how's the, uh, the Archaeon coming along over there? Oh, oh, that. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't gotten it. <laughs> it's it's bench of to do. It's it's one of those things. You're gonna one of these days. You're gonna get home and you're gonna be like, "I'm doing it." It's not something yeah. you're gonna decide to do. It's gonna come yeah. from within. It, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen very soon. I feel so. 
Okay. Awesome. Because I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been eyeing all my uh, slaves to darkness and uh, wanting to get them back out. So, yeah. well, if I talk to you some more about that meta list, yeah, maybe you don't need to rush <laughs> on the slaves <laughs> to darkness. <laughs> yeah, they, it, they're yeah. listed four above the daughters, five get above the daughters. Here. Yeah. What? But they're still thirteenth in this list. Hey, of lucky, <laughs> lucky number thirteen. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take it. But yeah, it's 13 out of something like 20. So Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now which missed this year play. This year should have been my year. I mean, I think I I've got the KO. I've got cities. Mhm. Um yeah. and I think those are in the two like top 5 lists. Yeah, cities is number 5. I mean, yeah. uh, so man, this would have been 2020 would have been my year. <laughs> it totally would have been. Fucking Crucible got canceled. So many things canceled because of goddamn COVID. I know. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, this is just diseases, fucking life. We have, yeah. we have to do what we have to do. You just keep moving on. Right. Right. And yeah. I, I've got it's... precious loved ones that I, I don't want to put myself out there more than i have to to expose nope. them so i know there's been people out there playing games but i couldn't put my loved ones at risk and in in good conscience go and go and play those games it sucks sucks missing uh, out that's totally understandable you're doing the right thing so i would i wouldn't i wouldn't uh be too concerned about that so but we've had uh, we've we've had some game fun. I mean, we uh, we got through our Star Wars campaign. For, oh, yeah. uh, Star Wars RPG. Yeah, that was a blast. That was twisted. That was really twisted. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great. We should do another. Like I know we were talking about it, but we should do another night where we just kind of recap our our adventures, Star Wars adventures. If you guys, if you're listening to this and you want to know more about Star Wars, the Star Wars RPG. Send us a message and tell us, yeah, talk about it. I want to know more. And if not, then that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we'll probably talk about it at least once. Yeah. And you, if you don't want to hear about it, you can skip that episode. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Or listen to it <laughs> but, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, and yeah. now we're off to uh, another D&D campaign, which is cool. Very I'm cool. I'm excited. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to do a – we'll talk up that once we get going because uh, – Matt, our our DM, he is uh, he's so gung ho about it. He just loves DMing, so I'm I'm so grateful that he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it's gonna be fun. Yeah. This one's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting if we survive past the second session. <laughs> well, you know, he did say make sure that you had another character in mind. Uh, <laughs> I, but I, like I didn't know what he meant by that at first, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but that's that's the typical kind of DM trick. Make sure you have a second character ready to, to like, <laughs> typical thing to kind of get you stressed out about it. Get out of here. <laughs> so, yeah. Nicholas, anything else you want to say about the Lumineth and how cool they are? I think, like, I, I'm torn about their aesthetics. Oh, really? I like, yeah, I mean, I like the... I like the archers like they actually like this is the first model I think that they've actually put in like bowstrings for. Yeah. And it's not just one bowstring. It's like three bowstrings. Three bowstrings. Right. So they just like triple down on that. Which So I think that's cool. I like the aesthetics except 
I'm not a big fan of the of the bullhorn, like the bullhorn head on yeah. top of the hi hat. Um, that seems a little odd to me. Like not that something that really, I typically like, associate. Like, yeah, like you would think it's really top heavy. They would probably be like you know straining their neck a lot. So it, it kind of feels just a little weird, like a little a little over the top. Yeah. Um, they're Minotaur guys. They're Avalanor, Stoneheart King, and the Alarith Spirit of the Mountain. Those guys are pretty cool. I like the top half of them. Yeah. They've got those the really skinny legs. seems a little weird. Yeah, like the skinny legs. Kind of like it's a, a a cow mixed with a like a, a, like a deer. Yeah. And so it's a little kind of like it kind of gets a little puny as it goes down to me. Yeah. You know. I know what you mean, but I I so I I'm, I can, I can see their design head splitting trying to like make this worth it. It's like a minotaur, but it's a skinny minotaur cuz it's elvish. Yeah. Yeah, like I like I I kind of think of it as like the hipster. Like there's a there's <laughs> there there must be a modeler. And I mean great. They do a great job. Like oh, man, I'm, they're beautiful. Uh, like splitting hairs here, right? I mean for me to to get this picky means they're doing a great job, but um, I feel like it's the designer. I think I wonder if it's the same artist or art art sort of style as like the the Vermin Lord, where yeah. the Vermin Lord kind of goes into these like deer legs a little bit or like these mm. demon hooves. Yeah, and it, it's not like to me. It's kind of like skinny jeans, you know. <laughs> like all of a sudden, we go, we go skinny jeans, vermin lord, and then like skinny jeans, um, you know, cow. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite model in that range is the Light of Eltharian. That's the, oh, uh, yeah. the warrior that's the hollowed the out floating. armor. Yeah. yeah Mark, have you cool. seen him? Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that one. Yeah. He's really cool looking. I love the thought yeah. of that kind of like fighty hero on the battlefield. I wish we had more incentive to put those kind of heroes out to just run across and have like, hero battles, you know? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how many people are actually running him in their army, but he's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, he is a really neat model. I like that one. They did a really good job on that. The, what do you think of the Teclas model? Mm. Um... Well, uh, uh, Maybe that's like how I they feel. Had you something. just summed it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Ho-hum. <laughs> <laughs> Teclas looks cool. The monster looks cool. The two of them together. I don't, I don't know if I really like that plateau. I haven't seen it in person. I've only been looking at these pictures. So looking at these pictures, I can't, I almost wish it'd be more better if Teclas was riding him instead of sitting on his wing. Yeah. Oh, he's hovering in front of his wing and that's just how the pose is. But, and it's, it's a great idea. I'm just not sure how much I like it. I have to see it in person. Yeah. I, I bet you there's probably a little bit of that. Um, that's kind of how I felt about the OB, the OBR when they first came out, like looking at them online, I was like, yeah, I don't know if this really works for me. But then when I saw them in person, it was like, oh yeah, these guys are cool. Yeah, but yeah, they are. I I guess for me that Teclas model, 
mm. like the 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 beast it, it's just like a like the pose just kind of seems like meh it's a little awkward yeah now yeah i mean it's cool but yeah the pose is a little awkward it looks like the uh uh the sphinx from um Oh damn it! The flying dragon. Remember it? Looked like a Shih Tzu. Uh, never ending story. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Oh, never ending story. No, <laughs> like the he looks. It, it looks like the Sphinx. He has to walk past, mm-hmm. or else he's going to get zapped. Yep, shooting the bolts out at him. Yeah, yep, yep. you're right. Yep. If and he's you're just like diving off of it. What? What's going on? Yeah, he's not <laughs> even riding it. He's like. Yeah, he's fl- like. Bungee jump off of them. <laughs> I want to know how sturdy it is too. Like, how much reinforcing would you have to do to keep that oh, wing on there? Lord, yeah, it's a lot of paper clips. <laughs> yeah, thrilling. <laughs> uh, uh. So much paper paper clips and green stuff to keep that wing on there. And so, so he, his pose is kind of like is is all right. You know, he's kind of got this very commanding pose, like he's going to cast some big spell on you. You know, and then the. The little sphinx behind him is like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. For some reason, I'm, I like I see him. He looks to me like a big like rock and roll drummer at an arena show, like holding his drumsticks <laughs> up. Yeah. Like I'm ready for him to play. We will rock you. Boom, boom, yeah. Boom, boom, yeah. So that's the Lumineth there. I mean, it's so great to see high elves back. Yeah. In a real way. That is you know? good to see. Yeah. Do they even still use the term high elf and wood elf and dark elf anymore? Do these guys have a keyword high elf? I'm going to look real quick. No, they probably just have the 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 term elves or ales, right? Ales, ales, and then they're probably just Lumineth realm lords or yeah. something. Because yeah, that's probably. Yeah. You can't you can't copyright high elf no, or dark yeah. elf. You can copyright elf. A-elf. Yeah. <laughs> A-elf. Yeah. <laughs> they are really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing them on the table and playing some games against people and getting pissed yeah. off when my shit gets deleted by those bows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll probably be... Uh, yeah, I don't imagine a 60 archer or plus you know, army is going to be fun to play against. No, <laughs> it, oh, and, but, and that's, see that. and the, but they changed the way the game is played, you know, like I, I like seeing, I don't want it to be a rock, paper, scissors thing, you know, where I have this type of army and it will always lose against this type of army. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hate to see that in this, like, it, like if I'm playing Daughters of Cain, am I going to lose every game to the Lumineth? Do you know, yeah. am I ever going to beat the Lumineth? And is that? You know, or is it always going to be this this unbeatable challenge? I, I don't like to see that in this game, and hope so. Hopefully, that's not the case. So um, that's the Lumineth. Yeah. You guys want to talk about the sons of Behemoth, 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 or Behe <laughs> Nicholas, Behemoth, or Nicholas, or Mark, or Adam, Behemoth, Behemoth, Behemoth. <laughs> we'll go with that one. I don't know. Let's just Why call them there... sons for now. The sons of bees. bees. These things are huge. Oh my yeah. god! So well, big. the mega gargants. Yeah, the mega gargants. So cool. So, so that's that's the big reveal. That new box, right? Yeah. And uh, one hundred ninety-five dollars to... retail U.S. Oh, oh, oh Jesus! Yeah. 
<laughs> no, did you just spit out your drink? <laughs> I like literally tilted to the side, and knocked half my books off the table. One hundred ninety-five dollars yeah. for one of these guys. And yeah, if you're running right. a Sons of Bayamat army, you're going to have at least one of these guys in your list. Yeah, yeah. And if you're and not, it, go ahead. I was going to say you can run up to three of them, and still fit them yeah, in the list. That's all yeah. you got room for. So right. Yeah, because they're like four hundred ninety so, points each. Yeah, so so so, let's see. So you'd be able to if you ran three of them, then you could put three of the little guys in, huh? Yeah, and there's I think a special rule in the book that says you can run a unit of three, and that counts for all your battle line. Gotcha. Yep. Oh, really? You just need one unit of three, and that's all your battle line. Correct. Yep. So why are they selling these man crusher gargants in boxes of two? That's so you have the question. To... I was wondering about that myself because uh, everything well, I've heard is three, 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 but I yeah. didn't know how many were in the box. <laughs> so you, you you can run one big one, mm-hmm. one mega, and nine. Yes. Normal. Right. You, you can run two big ones and six. six. Yeah, so six is the magic number. I, I think yeah, the two big ones and the six is the only way you can buy Man Crusher Gargant boxes and have it make sense. Because yeah. if you if you want to run, I want to run the list with nine of them. You have to buy ten of them. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're unless you're going through eBay or trading with friends or something like that. But if you want to just go to the store, you just want to go to the War, Warhammer store. Right. That that irks me. Just, so you got to buy five boxes. Right, you got to buy five. Not just that you buy five boxes, but when you build your list, you're gonna have an extra one. Yeah, yeah. So you sell it on eBay. Exactly, but that may, that's extra work for me. <laughs> I, 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 I wanted I wanted to pop it in and have it come out in seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. Yeah, the whole army. I just want to go and I want to buy my whatever five boxes of whatever and and yeah. have an army for yeah. the people out there that can just drop their money on an army like that but still if you went in you made well, my list i'm like i, I want to do the nine man crusher list you gotta buy 10 man crushers yeah yeah, yeah. But, but still looking at it that seems like i don't know i i kind of like that build right there the it's six with, one yeah, or the, the nine? nine the nine yeah i think that's what i would do so is uh nine man crushers and one mega yeah one mega and let's see we got our choices between the kraken mm-hmm yeah, he's he's looking pretty cool. I really like him. He's got that whole uh, nautical theme to it. Yeah, and I think he's the guy who can kick the objective. He is. Yes, yeah. So so they're what's what's the tribe? I was reading about that they're part of it. The tribe, the collectors, the um, oh, what the hell are they? But they're the ones who basically collect and kind of hoard, and uh, so I believe they have a few more choices of artifacts. Well, that's okay. Neat. Yeah, that that is cool. And then you got uh, let's see, other one here. The War Stomper. Yeah, the War Stomper. Yeah, so he looks like he's all the kind of like your typical angry uh, giant or gargant type. Yeah, just want to go in and smash. I think he's got some really good uh, buffs. So I think he's kind of tailored towards that build for the uh, one gargant and the nine man crushers. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got some staying power. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And, and some I good thoughts. Uh, I got the other ones riled up. 
he's ten points cheaper. I think he's only four eighty. Okay. Yeah. So and you get ten points back. There's uh, no battalion with these guys though, is there? No. No. That's no odd to no me. battalions. To have a book dedicated to them and not have any battalion seems kinda weird. Yeah. 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 Been a bunch of allegiance abilities. I like the uh you know, the play on the might makes right ability from the ogre book. But yeah. it's the uh, the mightier makes rightier. <laughs> that's great. But that's not on the war scroll, right? That's something. It's, it's, yeah, it's one of the allegiance abilities. Right. So you can't bring one of these guys in another army no. and get that mightier makes rightier. No, no. And, and I mean, that is the cool thing that you can take one of these uh, mega gargants as a, uh, as a mercenary mm-hmm. in your army. And of course, you know the type that you pick is dependent on uh, your allegiance. Uh, but uh, but I think it's pretty cool. I mean, of course, you're not going to be able to take any other um, allies, and that's also going to fill the spot right. of behemoth, you know, uh, slot right there. Yeah. But but still, I mean, come on. I mean, I think it would just be cool to have. I would love, yeah, I would love to play a game with you guys where we just like, okay, we both have to put a giant in our list. I would really like that too. Yeah, I yeah. Like, you know, I, I feel like we'd be, you know, playing on Pacific Rim a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. cool. Big, um, what do they call them in Pacific Rim? The uh, the big monsters, kaiju, kaiju. kaiju yeah. Yep. yep, yep, yep. So I think these are cool. It's it, it's fun. You know, it's funny that we you know we play with these miniatures, but this giant one, you know, <laughs> no. we're just like, yeah, the bigger the better. It looks so cool. <laughs> But I, I think I think it really just looks so cool compared to the little ones on the table too. So, yeah, to make the other giants look small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. These guys are cool. I like them. I mean, yeah. And that's that's it's a hefty it's a hefty price for the model, but well, that yeah. that one guy who comes in the man crusher gargant list, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know that little guy that's running away from him. Yeah, you know that I think he's called Wilhelm or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, if you got the Man Crusher box, you would get two of those, and he's such a famous model. I bet he goes for a decent price on his own. Yeah, true. Yeah. Guy. And it looks like he comes with his own base too. Yeah. yeah. A little love for little Wilhelm. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. think if you if like I think the reason they priced it the way they did was you know you, you always want to like. As as you progress, like charge more for stuff, I guess. Yeah. But, but if but you just, put all of that together, you know, you, if you do the nine man crushers and the one mega gargant, you know, and or or the two gargants and the six, you know, ale guzzlers or whatever, they like the amount that comes out for a whole army is just a a little bit more than what you would pay to go buy a new Lumineth Realm Lords army. Or a new, you know, Bone Reapers army, or something like that. It'd be nice so, if they so did keep them like close. Price, price yeah. overall, yeah. So I think it was like what I was seeing online was like people would pay like six hundred and some for like a a new Seraphon or a new Lumineth or a new Bone Reapers army, and then all of this can't, comes out to like seven hundred and some. So mm-hmm. it's like. It's only a little bit more than you would pay for another army. The thing is, you're only paying for seven to ten models. Right. Yeah. You have to paint seven to ten models. Even though they're big, that's still a difference. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe as like a, 
maybe as you know, if you think about you know Gotrick being five hundred and twenty points, you know what I mean, and yeah. then you think of this guy at four hundred and ninety. And the price difference is like, holy crap. Yes. Oh, my God. $195. That's uh, United States versus, dollars. Yeah. <laughs> versus so, $30 for Gotrick or something, you know? So um, you guys, uh, Nicholas, you showed me that site for a, a 3D designer named uh, Duncan Shadow. Yeah. So I, I bought some of those 3D designs and I've been printing those and they are huge and they are beautiful looking. So I think I am going to try and do a Sons of Bayamat army using all of this uh, Duncan Shadows 3D models. Oh, like incredible. A, oh okay. Yeah. Awesome. Right. So, so do they have any like uh, man crusher sized? They're all that size. Well, like they have, they have many, he has several models that are that size. Gotcha. So the man crushers the, as well. Oh, no. oh yes, he does have some man crushers as well. Some hill giant type. Nice. Yeah, okay. I think it will be right. fun, and you know, maybe I won't be able to play it in every tournament, but I think most people will accept oh, it as yeah. tournament legal. And I did uh, print some for each of you. Oh, lovely! Um, All right. So I was looking at doing this and thinking, well, if I start today, it takes it takes about forty hours to print out one of the mega gargant models that he makes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So if if a one mega gargant from GW costs one ninety five, and a good three D printer costs about two hundred dollars, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I might as well get a second three D printer so I can hurry up and start making all these giants. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I had my the three D printer broke. I told you guys it broke a couple weeks ago. And I was able to glue it back together where it broke. But then the first thing I was able to do after it broke was print the replacement part. Right. That is that. I love that. What a time to be alive. What it's so uh, great to be able to like print all the replacement parts I need. And I have an almost completely 3d printed printer. That's yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, so sons of a Matt, I, I'm looking forward to, to getting some of these on the table. And uh, yeah. playing some games with them. It's so much fun. You were talking, Nicholas, about what's the your favorite thing about the Kraken Eater? What was my favorite thing about the Kraken Eater? Or the one thing that we've talked about the most that I thought was the coolest anyway was that the uh, they can they can kick a, a, uh, an objective. Oh, kick the objective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's why I think I'm going to take that one is because I just love the idea of having the opportunity to just kick an objective and create chaos amongst the game. That's always fun in a game when you get the chance to all of a sudden just like do something that it's like just throws everything out of whack and then everybody's got to, you know, react to it. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if um, like knife in the heart, we have to control the two objectives at the same time. Right. You know, to be able to pump that to your side of the table. No, that would be something, and then just sit in between them. Yeah, or or just like punt the one that you're protecting way to the corner, and then you've just got a much easier chance because these guys, the mega gargant, can can count like I think up to if you use the right abilities in the book, you can get them to count for like thirty. <laughs> yeah, counts uh, as thirty models. Thirty models. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's 20 off the bat, but yeah, there is some special ability. I think to bump it up. 
Yeah, and then the Man Crushers count as 15? Is that right? Yeah, I think it's 10, but with the special ability, 15. So, Yeah. So if you were playing knife to the heart and you just like, I think you could, you have to wait till you control it. So you wouldn't be able to do it till, till turn two, but then just be like, uh, I don't like the way that you're moving up on me. I'm going to go ahead and kick it over here. All right, everybody, <laughs> let's shift. Let's go <laughs> to the right, everybody to the right, you know, and then just... <laughs> doing the electric slide. <laughs> yeah. Um, or think about uh, the one that's kind of, going to probably require an FAQ is the relocation orb. Like, Oh yeah. Well, it depends on where it is, depends on where it goes. So yeah, once you've you punted it once based on it, where it was. Yeah. If I, I guess if you punted it and it ended up in line with where it could move, then you would go from where it is there. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I would love to know how some tournament organizers would play that. I, I would love. We should try and playing it out one time and see what happens. Yeah, but I could see like the ones that are you know like uh, uh, focal points or whatever, where it's like two in the backfield and then one in the middle for you know, and then it's yeah. like just run them up and kick it back to your end, and then just try to you know hold on as long as you can or something. <laughs> Yeah, to to put two objectives next to each other and just surround them. Yeah. So that might be, you know, yeah. And if you had two Mega Gargants and one counts for this and one counts for that, and it's like, you know, come come fight me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, be, uh, that'll be interesting. Um, so I think I'm going to take that Kraken Eater with my Gloom Spite, my Glitz. And um, I just like the idea of kicking the objective back towards my loon shrine, maybe. Yeah. Oh, speaking of your yeah. Speaking of your loon shrine. Yeah. Saying how cool and badass, and you can hang (laughs) out behind it and 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 hide. Now, what about the ability of uh, let's see, what was it here? The Gate breakers, right? Oh yeah. Don't they have the ability to destroy terrain? They do. Yeah. So that's really gonna piss off some people. Yeah, oh. that's so cool. I, I want to build that guy just so I can take out all these terrain that I don't have. <laughs> no, exactly. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking when you said that, Adam. You, you're just gonna build this to go around and just rage destroy. <laughs> I want. I want to win games. I just want to destroy everybody's terrain. <laughs> I, I, I think there is something to that. You know, like walking away from a tournament where everybody was like, you know, playing five games. They were all worried about this and that. You're just like, yep. I killed your terrain, I killed your terrain, I killed your terrain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I might not have won the battle, but that Loon Shrine was destroyed, that Bone Reaper, <laughs> Bone whatever it is thing gets destroyed. Yeah. Like Pyramid from the Seraphon guys or whatever, destroy that. Um, that's going to make people think, too, when they're putting down their terrain. Now they're like, oh, I know I'm playing against the Gate Crasher. I have to think twice about where I put this thing. I can't leave it out where he can get to it. Yeah. Right. Makes people and rethink their game. Say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put a screen here of my pitiful ten man unit to try and block you from bum rushing it. And it's like they can just walk right over your guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so cool. I like that. I like stuff that makes people have to think differently. Yeah. You know, changes your strategy can't be just straightforward. I, I, you know, I do a and B and C and that's the end of the game. You've got to, you got to think around what your opponent can do. I like that a lot. Yeah. Overall, these guys look pretty cool. So very cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see them on the table because that's going to look impressive as well. <laughs> no, and I love that he's got handfuls of guys that, that you know the Gate Crasher does. He's <laughs> a bunch of people he's carrying around. Yeah, why not? And the War Stopper, what's his claim to fame? So he is. Let's see here. One other thing about the Gate Crasher too, he does something to people that are garrisoned. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember, like he has an easier time targeting people that are garrisoned. So that's got to be really bad for. Uh, ko army oh true yeah because he could totally uh, uh take out those ships he he gets something where he gets to target people in a garrison he gets some kind of bonus i can't remember what it is. Oh, he, he, here we go let's see here it's called uh, breaking down the houses so that so uh <laughs> i think believe it adds one to the damage of man crushers attacking units and terrain or that are garrisoned mm-hmm. smash down yeah add one to the damage yep is it just man crushers again or does he get it too so, so each unit of man crushers can destroy a terrain piece each combat phase. So it's like an ability that he throws out. So a full unit of like three man crushers, uh, they'd be able to do it on a four up. Oh, yeah. So the uh, add one to damage inflicted by each successful attack made by this model that targets a unit that is part of a garrison or is wholly within a terrain feature. So everything oh. in a KO boat counts as garrison, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he says in addition. At the end of the combat phase, you can pick a terrain feature within three inches of this model and roll a dice. If the roll is equal to or greater than the smashdown value, which starts at two up, mm-hmm. then uh, it is reduced to rubble. All of its scenery rules are replaced with the deadly scenery rule. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, that's great. And, and uh, I mean... So, I played with this once. I, I I played on Tabletop Simulator. I played against Gabe again from Space Force, and we were... He was playing Seraphon, and I had never played Seraphon before. And I was playing, you know, my Glitz, so I added him to the army. And I played what I have, except I just swapped out, you know, what I usually play and put in the Mega Gargant. It was great. I mean, those things just moved. By turn two, I was already, like, on his side of the table, and by turn two, since I got the double, I was able to charge like behind his front lines. And because it's a, I mean, it's 10. I paid a command point to move six. So I got a 16 inch move on the first turn and then another 10 inch move on the second turn. So Ooh. that's 26 inches across the board. Wow. And then I was in charge range. So just go get them. So that was really cool. Um, and it was, it, they 35 wounds. You know, you think is a lot, but he did end up killing it um, towards the end. Just uh, you know, as it gets, just gets a mass amount of attacks at it, doing rend, they're just going to go away. But if I got to choose the realm, so I chose Gur. And if you play in Gur, then you can use a command point for the command ability, which is uh, um, to allow your guy to fight at the top of his bracket or whatever you call it his wound 
uh, his damage table. So he yep. top, he fights at the top of his damage table. No matter oh, wow. how many wounds he's taken. That's really no matter cool. how many wounds. So I, like he had like five wounds left. I think his last turn. But I paid the command point so he could fight at the top. You know. That's cool. So I think uh, Gur is going to be a good one to choose as well for them because you know fight at the top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really good. cool. And these guys are from Gur, so yeah. yeah. So, up? So. Hey, everybody! This show was running just a little bit long, so we decided to split it up into two parts. If you're enjoying the show and you want to show your support, please click like and subscribe. We also have merch for sale. If you look at the show notes, you can find dice and T-shirts. Thanks a lot for listening. <laughs>